Welcome to Herbs with Erin, Remedies for Body and Spirit podcast, where we help people explore the power of herbs to create optimal wellness and strengthen their spiritual practice so they can feel healthy and connected. Herbal information provided in this podcast is meant for educational purposes only. It is not meant to take the place of professional medical advice. Hello, everybody. It's live podcast time. Erin LaFave, herbalist and plant priestess, owner of Full Circle Herbals and the author of the Learning Herbalism Workbook. And we're getting ready for part two of this month's series about working with the element of air. Working with the element of air. So in the realm of the plant priestess, one of the tenets that we work with is synchronizing with nature. And so one way to do that is to work with the elements, water, air, fire, earth, and spirit or ether. So this month is all about the element of air. So if you're watching, let me know. This will also be turned into a podcast as well. So welcome back. I feel like I need to welcome myself back. We did the retreat this last weekend, the Herbal Wisdom Retreat, and it was really, really fun. We'd made a lot of things, saw a lot of plants, got to see the Indian, or not, excuse me, not the, the ghost pipe. We saw the ghost pipe plant in the, in the, um, the woods where we were at the Herbal Wisdom Retreat. So we had a really good time. I'll be sharing some pictures with you, you know, in the next week or so. Yes, it was, it was really fun, Tina. Good, good times. We all had our own little mini cabins and it was warm, a little, a little warm for us, but no rain as they thought it was going to come in. Hey, Joan. So yeah, the Herbal Wisdom Retreat went really, really well. Uh, We had lots of fun and with lots of gifts to see a lot of people. All right, so we're talking about wind-pollinated herbs today, and wind-pollinated herbs are really cool, I think. They're really fun, and so I'm going to talk about some of the herbs, but first let me talk about why, how, what they look like in terms of wind-pollinated plants. So one of the well-known plants that is wind-pollinated is ragweed, So that isn't, I don't use that in an herbal way or or anything like that. But the ragweed is really well known because it has lots of pollen and many people are allergic to that. So when ragweed comes out um, and the pollen starts moving about, then people really notice it. Um, And then there's also, with uh, wind pollinated plants, they do not have showy flowers. They don't need the petals and the nectar and the scent to attract in pollinators to them. They don't need to attract birds or moths, bees, any other of the beneficial pollinating insects to them. What they need is to take those petals and get rid of those petals so that when the wind comes along, the pollen can move around freely through the air and nothing gets in their way. So they either don't have petals or the petals are very, very reduced and very inconspicuous, very hard to see. But what you will see is the pollen producing parts and also the seed producing parts sometimes. Even those can be very, very small. And the pollen producing part of the plant, 
um, produces a lot of pollen because it's hoping that some of it will get picked up somewhere by the seed producing part of the plant, the sticky part. So the stigma, the style, all these uh, parts of the plant. Um, so um, yeah, it's, they have a whole different flowering structure with them. So a lot of the plants that we use that are wind pollinated are the grasses, the grasses and the grains that we use for food. But some of the other um, herbs that we've used are things like cattail. Cattail pollen is used in like a, a like a wheat flower. Um, and plantain also has a flowering stalk. You know, it's about this time that our, the plantain in my yard is starting to send up a, a flowering stalk. So if you look really, really closely with a magnifying glass, um, you and sometimes in some species it's pretty big, but you can see part of the pollen producing part of the flower hanging out, moving around, and eventually it'll turn into a seed pod. So um, psyllium is part is something that we use at, to help move things through the digestive system, and that comes from a plantain species. Um, so we use well-known wind-pollinated plants. We just may not have thought of it before. So as we're working with the element of air for the month, this for this month, um, these we're doing a four-part series, and the element of air you can use it um, and with symbolism. You can think about it with the herbs that you're using, and also incorporate all of the above into your herbal and plant priest priestess practice. And for those of you watching, um, for maybe your nature-centered spirituality as well. Some of the other plants that we don't think about much as having flowers is the trees. So maples, birches, um, oaks, these uh, type of trees, they have wind pollinated flowers that are out so that they can make their own seeds. And they usually come out really early in the spring too. So, you know, we use um, maples for their sap, and use their syrup. We use birch um, leaves and bark medicinally and oaks. Um, oak, uh, the acorn seed is used and in, made into food. And so there's lots of, lots of trees um, that are wind pollinated, including the conifers, um, pines and spruces. They uh, have lots of pollen that they, they shed off and white pine pollen is used in medicinal ways as well. So yeah, plantain, the trees, the conifers, the grasses, ragweed, these are all wind pollinated plants. Now one plant that does get um, a bit of attention that is not wind pollinated is goldenrod. And it's getting closer and closer to starting to um, blossom here where I'm at, the bright yellow flower great for seasonal affective disorder, um, for helping with mood and lightening up uh, the mood, lighting up your mood, your emotions, that kind of thing. And it typically people will say, well, I'm really allergic to that, except the pollen is, is heavy. The pollen does not typically move around in the air. It is, it needs to be sticky so that when the pollinators come around, it is, uh, gets on the pollinator's body and so that they can move it around. But it's also growing at the same time ragweed is. 
And so people, you know, are sneezing and are wondering, what is this plant that's making me sneeze? And they see all of the yellow out there, which will be the goldenrod and think that's what it is. But they, uh, ragweed and goldenrod typically grow and um, flower um, at the same time. So it gets to be uh, problematic because people think that's the culprit. So it's interesting to when you start thinking about wind pollinated flowers, um, look for all those plants and herbs that don't really typically have a big showy, you know, scented flower. And then you'll realize, oh, those are the ones that are wind pollinated. Those are my, my um, herbs and plants that can represent the element of air because they're very much dependent on the air to move them around. So plants that are wind pollinated that don't rely on other insects and mammals and other flying um, objects in the sky are called anamophilus. 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 So let me see. I'm going to see if it'll let me. It might not let me put it in the comments for YouTube people, but anamophilus. Fancy word for wind pollinated plants. Yep, it's showing up for YouTube people. So anemophilus plants are wind pollinated plants. So you can go impress somebody with that word. <laughs> so yeah, any plant that is wind pollinated is a great one to represent the element of air for those of you who create, you know, altars and other nature-centered spiritual practices who are looking to represent the element of air. Um, also, one other thing I was going to touch upon here for you. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of plants out there that are, are wind pollinated. So you're looking for plants that do not have bright, colorful petals. Um, maybe they don't seem to have any petals at all. They don't have a much, they don't have much of a fragrance, if at all. They produce a lot of pollen, so much so that you can sometimes see it moving in the wind. And um, uh, what else? They, they typically don't have large, very conspicuous reproductive structures either. Even the, the stamens, the styles, the stigmas, those are typically really small too. So they're never really too, too large. All right. So wind pollinated plants. Hello, Sandra. Two Sandras right back to back there on the screen for me. <laughs> Yeah, so some people will go out and collect pollen to use as like a, what we would call flower, you know, the wheat-based flower that we're sort of used to. Most of us are used to white flower, but like cattails and white pine, those are collected to be used either for cooking or for herbal remedies. And um, so there's, you know, definitely specific time of the year that you have to watch in order to be able to harvest that pollen because it's not going to be something like leaves or flowers that may have a continuous growing time that you, you know, an extended growing time where you can go harvest it. Pollen is going to be very specific um, set of time. So try to go out into your garden and into your walking trails and try to identify anything that's wind pollinated. Look for those plants that typically do not have any showy flowers you know, you, you may not see that uh, structure right now, but think about all those trees um, around you that you don't see flowers on. They also have a reproductive structure 
the stigma, the style, the pistol, pistol, the anther, they have all those things. We just don't necessarily see them. Um, some come out so early that we're not maybe out there moving around because it's still cool outside, but they definitely do come out. The other, um, no, I was going to say basswood, but basswood's probably, that one's definitely pollinators. You can see and hear the pollinators out around them too. The pollen from the white pine is not found inside the cone. The cone comes afterwards. So the pollen um, structure will come first and then the cone structure comes after that. Um, the pollen on white pine in my area, that's already done, but you'll see the pollen producing part come out on the, the white pine first and then the cone will come later. Yeah, they have found that white pine uh, pollen helps to like speed up germination of seeds around it. So that's a really interesting thing. Yeah. So wind pollinated flowers, plantain, like I said, they have wind pollinated um, flower, which turns into a seed that we use for digestive uh, support. Um, and the grasses out there are wind pollinated. So my sweet grass that's out there, that one is wind pollinated um, and many, many others. All right, so uh, in the next two weeks, we'll be doing more on um, the element, working with the element of air. Next week, I believe I am going to be talking about leaves. So leaves are really are responsible for most of the gas exchange coming in and out of the plant. Of course, there are exceptions to the rule, like there always are in nature. But for the most part, um, the stomata and the leaf are helping with gas exchange. So I'll talk a little bit about that and how that's important to herbalism and how it represents the element of air. And then the week after that, I'll be coming to talk about uh, herbs that support the lung system because, again, the air connection with all that. So if you've missed any of the previous podcasts, you can go to my blog at fullcircleherbals.com and you'll find the video, the audio, and any images um, or uh, written um, information that I've provided for those. Uh, and you can also go to iTunes or Spotify and look up HERBS, uh, which is the acronym, um, HERBS, and also in my Plant Priestess Exploration Facebook group and in my Full Circle Herbals uh, YouTube channel as well. So all of the replays to these live podcasts with these mini lessons are there. And for the rest of this month, I'll be here at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time on Tuesdays. So that's a new time for this month. Um, <laughs> your son has added anamophilosis. I have to think about it myself. Anamophilus. And a marvelous to his collection. Marvelous. Yeah. All right, everybody. I hope you can see plants in your herbs a little bit differently now that you know about wind pollinated plants and continue working with the element of air for this for this month. And I'll see you next week at the same time. Take care. Thank you for joining the Herbs Podcast. Please connect with me on fullcircleherbals.com or at the Facebook page, Full Circle Herbals. I'd be happy to receive suggestions for future podcast topics.